I really love that game. I don't know what it is about it, but I just I I think about it a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably my my favorite my favorite part about that game is that it just it creates organically narrative moments uh, yep. if you lean into it a little bit that are mm-hmm. just extremely memorable. Uh, yes. Pretty much every game I play, there's a memorable moment from there. Uh, it's for example, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. you got one. Ooh, yeah, okay. so the, the very last <laughs> game of Nemesis I played, uh, we ran out of ammo, and me and Humberto were, were playing. I was like, "We got we got this alien in here. It's pretty weak. Right. We should just punch it, and it's only like a one in six chance that we get really badly hurt." Right. 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 So I convinced him to punch it, and he misses. <laughs> And Classic. I'm like, wow, terrible. Let me show you how it's done, because it's my turn. <laughs> and then I roll, and I miss it too. And, right. you know, the server erupts into laughter, because <laughs> uh, that was really stupid. Um, but it was very organic, uh, right? just because I leaned into it like a touch. It's so uh, funny. Yeah, like, let me punch, swing and miss. Oh, nope, how about me? All right, swing and, swing and miss again. <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that I said, let me show you how it's done. <laughs> And then I miss two. It's it's right out of a space uh, sitcom or something. For real, man. I feel like last time I played, I had uh, the queen or somebody that I was like unloading ammo on. Um, or no, it wasn't even the queen. It was somebody. It was a smaller one that was, should have been easy to kill. And yeah, and I sometimes had, it's I, just not. Yeah, I shot like three or four times. I feel like consecutively and missed every single time. Yeah. Like <laughs> that happens. <laughs> Oh man, I, are you the um, are you the nemesis player who mentioned the video game and or the board game that's like on a computer, or was that someone else I was playing with? Um, I've probably mentioned it. I have. Uh, there's actually two board game or two two video games. Um, yeah, one is out in early access, and I do actually play that one. It is oh, very rough. Uh, yeah, it is not good right now, but. With steady improvements, it will be like right. It's just right. really basic stuff. Like it's not optimized at all. If you leave it running for too long, it like it locks up my computer. It just crashes the whole thing. Yeah, so, that's not good. The parts that are there though work really well. I like it a lot. Interesting. Hey, question for you. Sure. Um, before we get started here, uh, so do you know uh, the history of emojis? No, because I the last time I was thinking about this game and playing this game, I legitimately had the thought, like, I wonder if all the way back in 1979, these like designers of this game were like, let's put these little cute faces on these cards. And then like somebody later when digital stuff started to exist was like, let's just transpose those to digital. And like, that's where emojis came from. And I had this like huge revelation. I was like, Oh my God, like this is like gotta be the biggest, like, cultural revolutionary thing if that's true right and then i was like just some like japanese person just invented it in japan i was like yeah. oh man such a letdown <laughs> close almost like that this sounds like it could be right right like it sounds so legit that it's like oh yeah like if you played this game you've seen these faces and like those faces they were the original emojis and you're like damn yeah that i have seen those faces and they do look exactly the same all right yeah that, that's right and then you can just start passing that knowledge around <laughs> Just tell everybody you meet, oh yeah, you know where emojis came from? Guess who? Well, hey, uh, have you have you picked your character? Um... I can do that right now. There is Ooh, let's a. Let's do it. I haven't picked mine either. I feel like we should do it at the same time. All right. Uh, so there is an optimal strategy way to go about this, and oh, I'm no. not doing that. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. So you should. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> so, that... <laughs> uh, so we we can uh, we can talk about this. We'll we have to talk about it. it. Yeah. There, there's like surprising levels of strategy to this game, uh, if you haven't like looked at it in a while. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, well, I mean, I have, but like, I haven't sat down and played it in a while, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm excited to get into it. Um, all right, I got my choice. Okay. After saying I wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna try too hard. Now I'm, now I'm trying too hard. Do it. No, uh, no. Pick, here we go. Pick, go as, go as ideally like as you can. It's gonna be perfect. I am. Uh, 
I'm not sure if this is right, but it's right right now. And All right, it's done. Sick. All right, cool. Um, I've, it's locked in, ladies and gentlemen. And howdy ho. Welcome, everybody. Uh, good morning, afternoon, evening, night, and 24 hours. Uh, this is Getting Gamey. We're here talking about board games yet again. Hello there. Uh, today's game is one that you probably know. I'm interested to see where it lands on our list. And Decoy, I think I have to share with you some uh, list updates probably. Um, but yeah, I think let's get into it. Um, you probably know this one. Uh, you, we're going to play this game as we do this show. It's like a little fun experiment that we're going to try. We've both already picked uh, our characters. Um, this says, uh, the rule books officially say the youngest player goes first. Uh, Decoy, not to out you here uh, on the air, but I wonder who has to go first. I think it's you. I think oh, I'm an no. old man. Oh no! <laughs> Pretty sure. Well, I did. I did just turn 31. Uh, yes, so I, I am. I'm definitely. I, I oftentimes <laughs> forget my age after you get yeah. to a certain point. I actually have to think about it, and I pass oh, no. that point after I was your age. So I'm definitely older than you. Oh no! All right. Well, first question. Um, man, see, like I don't. Uh, I don't really want to ask the questions I always ask. I want to ask something unique. I also don't have a pen or paper, so I'm definitely not going to win this. Um, is your character wearing a hat? And these are yes or no questions, correct? That is correct. Uh, no, my character is not wearing a hat. All right, fair enough. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, um, you're getting your first taste. Uh, it's going to be periodical. Decoy will just toss in his question for me whenever he'd like. Sure. Um, this is Guess Who. Uh, it's about as simple as it can be and you don't really even need the board game to play it which is uh i'm not sure if that's going to be an, uh, a mark down on it or a mark in the positive direction on it we'll have to see when we get there um but yeah so this one uh it's two players um unless you want to play in partners and in groups runs about 20 minutes these are the numbers right two players exactly 20 minute runtime ish uh this game that deco and i play will probably be yeah 45 or so but that's just because we're also going to be chatting and stuff uh, age of six and up, 15 bucks if you want to get a new copy. And yeah, um, there's not really much uh, that's coming in the box, right? You've got 24 little cards uh, of characters that you can choose from. Is it 24, actually? Let me look and make sure that's 24. Yes, it's uh, what's three eight? rows of eight. Three rows of eight is 24. 24 yep, okay, yeah. perfect. My math is correct. So you got 24 characters that you can choose. Um, five uh, of them are female, which is I've always found strange. Um, and over time, you just ask yes or no questions and whittle it down to one, and you got to guess who they are. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yes, not a very, not a terribly complicated game on first glance, but it does actually have a lot more strategy than you might think. Or maybe you already know all the strategy because it's not actually that deep. There just is uh, a certain first layer of strategy going on. Uh, yeah, and to speak to that strategy, I want to go ahead and jump into it, Decoy, as you start to ponder your first question for me. Um, the typical strategy, so um, I, I played the hell out of this game growing up. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I mean, years and years and years playing it all the time. Um, and my first question, just because you pick your character randomly, uh, typically, in the game, right? Like you have cards you draw out of a box, and then that's the person that you got. And uh, there's a one in... Uh, what five and 24 chance that you draw a woman and the first question we would just ask ourselves both is man or woman and like you had to pick one or the other technically that's against the rules so you could just say like is your person a man or whatever um and every once in a while uh you, if you drew one of the women and you get you knock all the men down then you we kind of just reset the game you in theory if you were picking your character would want to pick the most generic looking one because they hit uh quite the 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 questions that you're going to be asked, um, it gives you the best opportunity to dodge them. Or if if you get uh, if you get a question that you answer correctly, yes, this person does have this thing. It applies mm -hmm. to as many characters as possible. So yeah. I know there's very many different versions of this. Just taking a look at this, um, the things that that strike me about the particular board that we're playing, which we'll probably post to. Um, mm -hmm are fives so you said that there are five women uh mm -hmm. and or five characters who look like women mm -hmm. um there are actually five lots of things on this board and Ooh. that plays in that that's why that number is selected so for my first question i'm going to ask you is your character a redhead ah guess what there are five people who have red hair huh yes 
Ooh, is that true of wait? Hold on. Now that that I'm is not at true this, of everything. I'm, every I'm, color? Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, I'm I'm looking through. Uh, five just, with black hair, five with white hair. Yeah, but some will. So there's 24 characters. There's not going to be. Yeah, a, there's not going to be a, exactly five. <laughs> yeah, but it it also um, it goes across, and we can you, you can take a look and see if you see a five of anything else when you're thinking about your question, um, because there are more of those, and then there are certain characteristics on here that. Uh, have more or less than five as well, which also feeds the strategy. So, uh, what is it? Uh, so, is your character uh, redhead? The answer is unfortunately no. Or, uh, I guess, unfortunately for you, fortunate for me. <laughs> wonderful. Indeed. I wonder how many hats there are now. Is there five? One, two, three, four. There are five. Yeah, hey, look at this go. Yes, there's, there's, a, there's a lot going on here. More than meets the eye. Yeah, more than meets the eye. And that's, I think, uh, kind of like this game in a nutshell, really, like on the surface, right? I mean, we've just explained to you the entire game um, pretty much already. Uh, it's probably record-breaking time. Um, except for the first time you set it up, um, there are these like really hard-to-manage trays, at least for me, uh, when I was like learning the game and like trying to create it or whatever when we first got it. I remember that taking way too long because you've got these weird plastic trays and they're awkward and you have to like flip each little card up. Uh, it's like a little up-down flicker so that you can see... A face and then if it's not the character you can knock them down so you can like eliminate the ones you've already like you yes know, made yes. sure that that's not them and those took forever to like set up um but once you have those set up you just pull out the little like tray plastic thing and then you just like tilt it upside down pick your card i mean the setup time is like 60 seconds yep and uh game time yeah unless you're chatting like us uh quick yeah you can you can hit this even if you're even if you're taking your time looking for the most optimal play on each turn, it's not going to take that long. Yeah, no. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, compared to some of the games we've talked about so far already, that's definitely a positive. Um, let's talk about the history of this game for a minute while I ponder my next question. Um, so this game came out in 1979, uh, like I mentioned, um, by or designed by Aura and Theo Koster. Uh, it's a Milton Bradley game. Uh, it's had a couple of remakes and sort of like new characters that have uh, happened over the course of its existence. Uh, had a, re a reef like a reskin in '99 and '02, and again in '18. Um, there's lots of like different versions and different characters that have tried to like make things a little bit less uh, whitewashed uh, or a little bit less like masculine focused uh, throughout history, right? Um, but for the most part, not a lot of game design shifts have happened. There's no expansions to this game like in Catan. There's no reskins like uh, in like Risk, like we talked about. Things like that aren't really happening for this one. This one strikes me more like uh, a toy as opposed to a board game? And that is one question, Deco, I wanted to ask you before I ask you about your character that you've chosen. Um, what necessarily, like, in today's board game climate constitutes, like, a toy versus, uh, like, you know, good old-fashioned capital B, capital G board game? Something I've been pondering for a while and something I think will be interesting to kind of tackle because that can be part of how we uh, rank certain things against each other, right? Because we could say, oh, well, this isn't actually a board game. It's just like a toy because of this definition that we've created. Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Uh, one that I haven't really thought about a heck of a lot. Um, interesting, interesting, though. Yeah, so, something I've been pondering. Yeah, and you, I don't want to put you on the spot necessarily unless you already have something you're pondering, but that's um, definitely, yeah. yeah. So uh, my initial thoughts about that are all of these are kind of, it, it really just, like if we're going to make operational definitions or, or something like that, um, mm -hmm. what, what is a toy like at, at its most basic level, if you looked it up in the dictionary, what, right. what constitutes a toy? Cause I think you could argue that all board games fit into the category of toy, maybe uh, depending on what that definition is. Yeah, probably um, a real quick Google search in case our listeners are driving and couldn't do it themselves. Uh, an object for a child to play with. That's a bit uh, presumptuous because I like toys. Um, typically a model or miniature replica of something. That's like the first right away uh, definition that we have. All right. So even then uh, there, there can like, just because uh, toys quote unquote are designed for children doesn't mean that adults can't enjoy them too. Indeed. I know a lot of adults who love Legos. They buy yep. Legos for their kids. They go to Legoland partially for themselves uh, <laughs> as well as their kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know who you are. Uh, if any of my friends are listening, <laughs> to, uh, listening to this podcast. Um, yep. So yeah, so we can, there's, there's not exactly going to be a, a, a perfect definition here. If we, if we just wanted to talk about it as 
as it, their require the requirement is that there needs to be a model of some kind, then that mm-hmm. that knocks out everything. But at the same time, yeah, is Kerplunk a toy? Right. Or is it a board game? Yes. Exactly. Like it's it's I would say based on like I think what's tough too, if you go to like Walmart, Target, Kmart, fill in the blank, right? You go to toys and games. Like it's always together. Yes. So like you can't even tell by that, right? They're always intermingled. Yeah. And I feel like this one I re- what I remember about like going to like a place where they have games is that Kerplunk was it seemed to me like it was a board game, probably because it came in a box and was shaped similar to the others. But the rule set is very easy. The playtime is very fast, and it has like a unique like shape, model, miniature, replica type thing, like this description has. Right? Um, guess who? On the other hand, just to kind of compare them, because these are probably the two closest to quote unquote toy, as opposed to like capital B, capital G board game. Guess who has that like one player in front of the other? Kind of feels like chess. Kind of feels like checkers. Like vibe has got the two like significantly different. Uh, player boards like that are designed to be in front of one and the other kind of has a little bit more of like a uh, I don't want to say primitive that's not the word I want to say but like baseline board game feel to it like how a lot of board games now have individual player boards maybe a bigger board also or some combo Kerplunk is just like this weird looking shape in the middle of your living room yeah uh, Hmm. words that come to mind utilitarian that's probably too intense Uh, rudimentary but I think that's Something yeah, like that. the, both of those yeah are better. Yeah, so I think for me also um, the amount of uh, like entertainment value and also the type of setting and like social dynamic that the thing creates for me also is a pretty big factor. Like I can play with a toy by myself, like a Lego, like you described, right? Like um, for a birthday a couple years ago, uh, I got like a Lego Millennium Falcon. And it was like the first time I'd built a Lego since I was like 12 years old. And I was like, oh, this is like a nice throwback, whatever, right? Yeah. Built that by myself, had a great time, but like, I'm not going to take it apart to rebuild it. So to me, that's like clearly a toy, right? Like you can build it with someone else, but it's like a singular thing. Now, granted, there are board games where you like tear them up and it's like, you know, like the board game exists once and then it dies or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But guess who to me has a little bit more of that like, uh, camaraderie and like social structure creation thing than something like uh, like an obvious toy, you know, like a Beanie Baby or whatever. Um, yeah. So. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I, I to to not not to poke holes in uh, in your examples. There are Ooh, poke also, holes, baby. Poke them. Yeah, <laughs> there are also things that we might categorize as toys that you regularly put together and then take apart like a large puzzle that can uh, be a social uh, endeavor or a social, um, a social experience or yeah, yeah. a solo experience. So mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. are a lot of little, like it, every time you, you place a definition on something, there's always the exception of the other thing that kind of doesn't like quite fit. Is a puzzle a toy? I don't know. Right. Kind yeah. of. Like it doesn't <laughs> kind really of. fit the definitions uh of of what we're trying to put together so i don't know it it might might not even be a useful useful thing to think about yeah it might not it it might just be there there's so many categories of what is a what is a pure toy or what is halfway between being a toy and something else or a toy in a board game one thing i'm pondering one thing i'm pondering now as you said that i wonder if we could maybe say like the age of child quote unquote an object for a child to play with so this game guess who uh designed for ages six and up right it's hand uh i think we said it was 10 and up i don't forget now exactly if it was 10 or like 12 it was somewhere in there a little bit older right so perhaps we could say something along the lines of uh like the more capital b capital g board games have more of like an older like more advanced way of thinking type audience you can teach something like chess to younger kids, certainly, but, yes. uh, you know, like a kid playing with a doll versus a kid playing chess. Those are two different things, even if it's the same age. Um, it's tough to say, guess who feels like a board game, but it's fast and it's like designed for six and up. Like, it's possible that you could just say like, well, this is just a toy. It doesn't dissolve, deserve to be discussed against something like risk or chess or, you know, Catan or whatever. 
I think that it does deserve to be discussed alongside those because I don't think that I rate games based on in a vacuum how good they are, but rather mm -hmm. what purpose they serve. So ah. this game has a purpose. Uh, most games do have a purpose and they kind of fall into categories uh, based on exactly what they are. So mm -hmm. before uh, in the last episode I was on, Trivial Pursuit, uh, mm -hmm. We talked about how that that type of game is a um, it's it's knowledge based, it's trivia, uh, and it can be a social experience. So mm -hmm. those are kind of the categories that, that fits into. And there are other right. games that do the same thing, and other uh, other modes of uh, entertainment like television or uh, that like video like video games. Yeah, video games also, that fill yeah, yeah. that okay. that type of niche that right. Uh, um, knowledge-based rote memorization factoid type of type of game um, yeah yeah this game falls into a slightly different category uh what would you describe this game as if you had to if you had to describe this game in three words or four Ooh, words that's an interesting little uh, mind test isn't it how could i describe it in a very small number of words um hmm, i would say social deduction clue yeah pretty good maybe right like but without the like board but now i'm speaking more words but like it's the it's like you're trying to decide a hidden person not like in clue where it's like who killed him in the cabinet or whatever right but instead it's like you just have a hidden identity and i'm just trying to deduce socially like based on like people who you might have become yeah but without the whole board game feel where you're like rolling dice and moving pawns and all that stuff yeah yeah so I would use for for myself. I would use the term hidden information. Yes. And then, uh, what did I come up with? Hidden information. Uh, uh, hidden Ooh. information. Deduction. And mm -hmm. I had a third one that I don't remember. Um, I don't think I use the word social because uh, these the like the questions you ask the other person person there is nothing uh, subjective about them. Um, you could be feeding, you can play this game against a computer. You can actually play this game right. not solo, but you could play it against uh, an NPC character. There's nothing right. uh, in language that you're receiving. Um, Except for yes and no, yes. which, right. Yes, which, which a computer could do. So totally. um, I guess problem solving, did I say problem solving? Oh, you or, didn't, that's a good one. Yeah, or just logic and deduction. Mm -hmm. um, so there are a lot of games that kind of fit into this category. And this is among the simplest of those. I would say another one that's similar is probably Battleship. That's that's Ooh. also a problem-solving deduction. It's two-player, um, and you have to think about uh, the the other the other uh, piece of this is that there's also layers of strategy, like the very most basic layers of strategy, right. as opposed to something that doesn't have any strategy at all, like Candyland. This right. would be the next <laughs> level up. Like it, I don't think there are too many games that fit this description that are simpler than this. These are like the bottom level. And that right there is something that I think is like, perhaps for me anyway, as a kid, not being able to like work my way through all of that, but just like as a person interacting with the thing, like it just, it just sung to me for some reason. Right. And like, I think that's part of it now, like thinking of it and looking backwards, like it's the simplest version of something that I now as an adult really crave. Yeah. So you could, and that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. You could totally now that, now that we are adults and it's been a long time since we, since we've, we've played this game, you can, mm -hmm. you can attack this game from a lot of different directions that we probably were not aware of at least, um, a, like consciously aware of, mm -hmm. uh, if you play this game a hundred times, you will start to fall into different patterns if you're paying close attention right? based on what caused you to win a little bit more. Even if you don't know exactly what that was, you may be able to figure out, hey, maybe the, there is a best first question to ask. Yeah, exactly. And or then you just kind of go from there based on the yes or the no, right? Yeah. And you have like paths, sort of, almost sort of like a chess opening. Yes. Where like white leads you know whichever opening they're going to do and then because of that now like the game of perfect information means that i do this and then like you just go until somebody breaks yes yeah. uh this is even this is even better than it that sounds uh because 
uh, you also have to react. And not mm -hmm. everybody does this, but you have to react to your opponent sometimes too. If we think about there being an optimal strategy to playing guess who, if your opponent happens to get really close by accident, they, uh, <laughs> they actually picked a redhead when I guessed redhead. Right. You should adjust your strategy accordingly because that means that they are very close to winning all of a sudden. Ah, uh, yep. This That's... is the same thing for chess. I'm, I don't pretend to know a lot about chess, but you have your opening and then something happens and then you have to adjust based yep. on the board state. Um, yep. I never thought I would be comparing these two games, but they kind of have a similar little thing going on there. They do, yeah. And that, like, that immediate, and perhaps that's what makes a specifically designed for two players game so intriguing, at least for me, uh, because I've, like, in my recent years, have done a lot of, like, multiplayer games and had, like, a, that, like, sort of whole table uh, situation going on, right? Yes. Um, but that like good old fashioned one on one type game where like you're playing your opponent more than you're playing the game in some ways or in a lot of ways really has that chewiness that you were talking about. And this one, despite being so simple, pick who like just guess who like it literally the game is the title, right? Just guess you're trying to guess who. <laughs> yes, it's so simple, yet it has something like chess or like, you know, I mean, there's so many two player games that we could compare it to that have that same feel to them despite it being so simple and so basic yeah imagine that i i, I don't i don't know how I, I don't know the history of this game uh i don't know how much thought went into all of this but mm -hmm. what they what what ended up coming out actually turns out to be pretty good like this this is pretty solid for what it yeah, is it's impressive um and speaking of uh here comes an impressive guess number two i know that you don't have a hat I'm going to guess second. Do you have facial hair? No, I do not have facial hair. Ooh, that's one of my favorites because that eliminates quite a few. All right, so no hat, no facial hair. Okay. All right, I'm I'm getting close, I think. I might start working on hair color, maybe glasses. It's, that's always tough because, you know, eventually you get down to it and you're like, man, I've left myself with not a lot of, <laughs> of questions that are going to eliminate wide swaths of characters. Yes. That's the strategy, right? Like making mm -hmm. sure you have questions that always eliminate more than just like one specific uh, like person in our like list yes. to choose from, right? So oftentimes when uh, uh, speaking specifically to uh, playing with children, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of times when you introduce kids to games that are at that first level of strategy beyond the Candyland straight RNG, right? Uh, there are a lot of very basic strategies that kids will tend to use because they haven't formed uh, they haven't they haven't formed up those strategies or what is optimal in their minds yet mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. if they get there at all. Some I know right. that some kids just just uh, start with the most basic strategy and just do it. Yeah, just move don't on. Right. Care about uh, being optimal. Uh, right. They don't care about doing the thing that leads them to winning the most. So, mm -hmm. what is the most basic strategy for a game like Guess Who? It's to start in the upper left, whatever that is, and you guess Alex. Is your character Alex? Right. It eliminates right. one character, and mm -hmm. you're doing what the game is telling you to do, which is to guess a person. Mm -hmm. So I know people would do this. They would say they'd pick out individual ones uh, until they got them or until they lost. And this happens right. across many, many different games. Uh, there's a classic... Uh, developmental psychology uh, example that I remember remember from class. We yeah. talk about crossword puzzles, not crossword mm -hmm. puzzles, uh, word searches. So oh, okay, it's, yeah. a, it's a big uh, block of letters and you have to search for, for words in there. So mm -hmm. there are high level strategies that you can use to help yourself find these words faster. If you mm -hmm. give it to a kid, they'll start in the upper left and then go down. And then they'll right. go one, one column over and then do it again. And yep. then once they find a word, they go back up to the top left. It's and the most go basic, basic search thing you can do. Uh, there's a term for that. Um, but kids will typically do the most basic thing because that's a lot of times all they're capable of at that very moment until they learn right. better strategies. So right. if we're talking about strategies in this game, that is one strategy that will not lead you to win very much. So unless what you is, just happen to get lucky, right? Yes, unless you get lucky. Uh, <laughs> right. Over If we're talking over... Uh, 
the hundreds and hundreds of games hundreds we play, of you're yep. not going to be terribly successful. Although yep. one in 24, you will get it. Right. Which average. I mean, yeah. And even then, like that average is rolled fresh every time. It's not yep. like the 23rd time you didn't get it. So this time is guaranteed. It's like, no, no, no. Each time you start is one in 24. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not very likely. And you oh, gotta, man. you gotta believe if, if a kid on their third play gets it right, they're going to do that every time. Every time. Realize <laughs> that it is not actually very good. And they just got lucky. Yeah. Uh, so what on that, on that note, what are, what are some better strategies for this game? Yes. Yeah. Um, so what I remember doing, I can give you my, like when I was playing this the most, this is how I, we played. Right. And then I can start thinking of it now as an adult again. Um, so we would trade man and woman just to get out and out of the way. It was kind of like an un like a handshake agreement that like your first question is kind of a gimme. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just house rules. That's not how you have to play. Uh, and then I would go uh, based on things like not like like features on them that aren't part of your body. Like hat is what I asked you first. Then I would do something like glasses. Then I would do something like earrings or whatever. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But earrings even gets rid of uh, Anne Claire. Uh, Susan doesn't wear earrings, actually. Just kidding. But um, and neither does Anita. So it just scared of Anne, Claire, and Maria. So that one's probably not that the best. But things like that, just so that it's we're down to just like faces, right? And then I would start doing like eye color, like rosy cheeks, facial hair, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Basically, just like the parts of the face that you see that seem to kind of stand out the most. So there is, uh, there is probably, if we map this out, a correct path or correct paths to eliminate the most things because there Mm -hmm. will be overlap here. So just because you can eliminate five characters on your first go, your next question, if you're planning it out that way, might have two characters that are already have already been eliminated by that first question. So this would take a spreadsheet or some serious computing power to like figure out all the branches and maximize. Yeah. Yeah. And maximize all stuff. I'm not interested in doing. So no. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw stuff out there. Um, what was the, what was the question I was going to go with? Uh, Ooh. Is, is your character wearing glasses? Ah, yeah. See, I love asking that one too, because you got Paul, Sam, Tom, Claire, and Joe all with glasses, right? Um, yes. Sadly, my glasses uh, or my character is not wearing glasses. Too bad. Um, I know. We, uh, with that question, I could have spent a lot of time trying to figure out if there's a uh, a characteristic that I have not eliminated already, but I've already actually eliminated Claire uh, because she is redhead. Ah, uh, see, touche. Yep, touche. Now we're getting into the weeds, right? Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, now it's game time. So um, this is interesting because this game. Uh, so we all, we I was like talking about weight uh, and like what BGG deems as like the weight of a game. Uh, and this game's weight, uh, according to BGG, is a measly one point one one, which I don't know why it goes out to the hundredth decimal, but one point one one on this one. Which uh, those of you who've been listening religiously uh, just barely ekes out over Kerplunk at a one point zero four as the second lightest game we've talked about. Uh, Monopoly is a 1.6, just to kind of give you a like buoy to to gauge based on. So uh, pretty light, and I'm gonna assume, and Dequa, you can maybe like also corroborate this or not, but I'm gonna assume that that weight comes from the speed uh, of which like the game is played, and uh, like how easy and simple it is to set up and play and put away, right? Like you can you can uh, pull this game out of the closet and put it away 30 minutes later. Uh, and there's not a lot of games that have a quick setup, a quick like deconstruction, and also interesting gameplay uh, in that tight little amount of time. Yes, um, uh, as well so as I think that's, uh, ease of learning. This this game is very very straightforward. Yeah, um, I mean you don't even need to really look at the rules. You can just kind of like ask yes or no questions and try and figure out who the other person is. Right? I mean you yep. like if you've never seen or heard this game before you know how to you can play this game now you just got to look at a picture of 24 different people and then you can play with your friends right like it's already yep, that's it. <laughs> super easy um yeah so 1.11 i don't like if you add some of that like complexity and strategy uh and upper higher level critical thinking to this game you can really start to get closer to like that uh chess style i don't i'm not going to say that it's certainly not as weighty as chess because there's what like eight or nine different piece types of pieces in chess with all these different kinds of movement i mean it's definitely a lot heavier of a thing 
Yes. Um, but the level of strategy that you can apply to it, right, um, definitely is higher than a 1.1 type game. Yes. For Punk 1.04, there's no strategy, right? Like it's it's mostly just like kind of a fun thing, kind of like yes. Jenga. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I don't like, I don't know. Now looking at it, I feel like it needs to be a little bit higher up. Like I think Monopoly, uh, like I think it could, like Monopoly doesn't seem like it has that much. Uh, strategy compared to this now that we're like sitting down and thinking about it brass tacks well monopoly is kind of funny well this game is also kind of funny when thinking about strategy right you you don't (laughs) for for either of those games i think i think this game guess who you don't have to use strategy strategy is not a prerequisite for playing this game uh you can just go you don't have to think about this too hard right uh the decision trees are fairly simple like you can mm-hmm. just pick one. You cannot worry about optimization and you can still win some of the time. Right. If you go into Monopoly and just don't have strategy, that hurts you more, I think. Ah, so yeah, that's true. You you there there are and if we're playing by when was the last time I played Monopoly? Oh, Fifteen boy. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, essentially you roll and then you have to figure out you land on space and figure out if you want to buy it or not. Mm-hmm. And the first go around, I think you should be buying pretty much everything you can, but there comes mm-hmm. a point where you have to make a decision on whether you want to buy something or if you want to just pass. And then it, I think by specific uh, monopoly rules, that then goes up for auction if you're playing by strictly what, what the rules are. So there right. is a yeah. level of strategy there that does take thinking that you were required to engage in. As opposed to guess who doesn't require much of anything from you. Yes. It it just like, you can just go, you don't have to think about anything if you don't want to. Uh, If you don't do that in monopoly, I think you're much more likely to lose. Like, yeah, that's that's probably fair. Kind of necessary for that game. So I don't think that that is outlandish to have that be significantly more complex than this. And Mm -hmm. to be fair, it's not actually that much more complicated. Uh, You just say (laughs) yes or no. But (laughs) there, there is like, there is more of a, a meta table decision of do I buy this property here or do I wait for something better? Yeah. And that is more complicated than anything in this game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that just the fact that you have to make a decision about something uh, in relation to other players on the board, that in and of itself is a higher level thinking skill than let me ask a question based on what's left to eliminate, right? Like it's yes. a simple elimination game. Um, like kind of like dominoes in a sense. I'd always kind of felt like I was knocking over dominoes when I was like eliminating people on the little like plastic thing because you're just mm-hmm. like kind of tapping them, boom, 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 boom. Um, and yeah, it's it's complex, but I think it's the it's. I mean, a lot of games are like this, uh, but I think it's complex to a point that it you whatever you put into it is it's going to give back kind of a similar amount of complexity so you can play it fast and loose and not really think about anything and that's pretty much true of every game but this one especially you can just kind of go and not worry about it and it can be fun but like it's not going to provide you a lot of like high complexity like thinking and strategy or you can like you said like you can get into the excel spreadsheets and optimize the okay if i ask this first i yield seven eliminations uh because most likely it's a no and that means if that's the case then i ask this one next and that yields eight and now i'm already down to under half of them to go And like, if you want to do that, then like it, it will give you back rewarding strategic, like brain space in a way that's impressive. Like we said, for something that's a $15, you know, toy almost, uh, if you want to call it that. Yes. Um, so I have a question. I have a question for you. Okay. Is your character, let's see, no hat, no facial hair. I don't know if I want to go colors yet or not. Hmm. One, two, three, four, five. Ooh, there's only one. There's only two Bs. I haven't done ever. I haven't ever done like letters of their names before. So, like, one thing I could do is say, like, is your character's name the latter half of the alphabet? (laughs) Is that allowed? I I don't know. Well, we have to pull out the rule book. It's just yes or no questions, right? I think that's allowed. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, basically, Herman down to Tom. That's halfway. So, yeah. Is is your character's first letter in the latter half of the alphabet? They're the first letter of their name in the latter half of the alphabet. Right. Um, yes, it is. Ooh, spicy. Okay. Yeah. So, so... You, you just stumbled <laughs> upon, um, or maybe not stumbled upon, you've just been a professional guess who player this whole time. 
Um, <laughs> you, you stumbled on the exact question that I think you should always ask yep. to start. So yep. uh, in, in this type of strategy, the way I think about this, uh, there are three types of overall strategy you can use. One is mm -hmm. the one I already talked about, just guess a single person. That'll right. yield you uh, a win one out of 24 each time you do it, or one mm -hmm. out of 23, one out of 22, going down the line. Right. Uh, the next one is to guess features, which are kind of like you can remove one out of every six characters. So if there's roughly, so if on the redhead question, I eliminated five out of 24 um, with the potential for high rolling, you actually picking a redhead and then I'm in pretty good shape. Right. Uh, the best thing to do would be to cut the board in half uh, mm -hmm. and eliminate 12 of them off the bat. Maybe, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> if you could do that. Um, yeah. And I think you could do it another way too. Instead of with the alphabet, you could say like, is the character in the on the right half of your board or something like that, you know? Like, yeah. Because you're looking at Bernard, Herman, and Robert as, and then Anne, George, and Richard as the like sort of meet, middle. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can just knock half of them down. And then honestly, I mean, you could just keep doing that, I guess. And then you could get it in like three questions, three guesses, I guess. Yes. So that sounds like an exploit. I don't know if that was something that they had intended to be possible or if you only have to guess based on physical characteristics but if that is allowed i think you should do that every time yeah we think we just broke it dude Maybe, is, now we're gonna like, speed run guess who <laughs> yeah so we could start this over again and we're on question three mm -hmm. uh we Crazy. both asked three question i have not asked no you have my, one more yep. my third question so mm -hmm. if you started and eliminated 12 you eliminate 12 and then you eliminate eight and then you eliminate three and then you got a pretty good shot on question four right which means that i would need to probably hit on my question three and then make a guess before i have a chance to get my yes. guess right exactly yep so my question for you will be does your character have black hair they do okay here we go uh oh uh oh <laughs> So this I think I might exactly. have to take a shot in the dark now then, right? Because you're yes. about to win. <laughs> well, how, this is, okay, th there's there's a couple of things going on here. Uh, how many characters do you think I have circled here that are, are uh, on my MS Paint that are, are potential guesses for me? Um, I don't think you've eliminated, uh, you've eliminated one, I think, of the five uh, characters with black hair. Is that right? Yes, you're correct. Right. So if you're playing this game super hard, super hardcore, mm -hmm. you would also want to have like a piece of paper out and be tracking what your opponent is guessing and not leaving right. it up to your memory uh, right. if you really wanted to try hard at this game. Um, hmm. I don't actually... Well, I have to think about this a bit more. But yeah, now I'm starting to... See, and this is... So here we go. We're getting into the weeds before we rank this thing. Like we, So I've got... Herman to Tom, I asked you about uh, hats, so not Maria. I didn't ask you about glasses. I asked you about facial hair, so not Max, Philip, or Richard. So hmm, I think hair color has got to be my next guess. So I am going to shoot uh, a shot here and ask you, does your character have white hair? Does my character have white hair? No, my character does not have white hair. All right, so I think I can guess, and I get a one in. I basically have a one in four chance next turn, unless you guess before me. <laughs> yeah. So, so who who one are you three. down to? I'm down to Herman, Maria. Nope, hats. Just kidding. So Herman, Robert, and Tom. Let me make sure. So facial hair, no white hair. Uh, I didn't ask about glasses. So Sam is still in, but Sam has got white hair, so he's gone. Yeah, so I think it's just Herman, no, uh, Joe also, because I didn't ask about glasses. So Herman, Joe, Robert, and Tom. So Is that right? Yes, I think okay. so. Uh, I think I haven't been keeping track uh, on paper. I'm just kind of keeping track in my head. But yeah, yeah I you see, right. I, I'm the tryhard here that opened up this thing in MS Paint. <laughs> I'm like, we'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll share this afterwards, and and uh, everybody can can see my uh, my terrible oh, yeah. MS Paint skills. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna um, link it for sure. <laughs> so, so we've not done this like super super uh, optimally. Um, 
but we've ended up at the same place because I also yep. have four potential characters. So yep. what do I do? It kind of depends on what you're going to do. Are you going right. to try to cull down to two or are you going to just take a, a one in four shot? Right. And I've got an easy 50-50 eliminator. It's glasses is my next question, right? Because that's two, yeah. and two with, two without. And I um, also so yeah, have... either. Oh, you have one too, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. So I, I will, I will do that. Does your so basically, have, basically, uh... you can force my hand because if you split it down to fifty-fifty, then I it behooves me to guess earlier and take my one in four chance instead of giving you your fifty-fifty chance. Maybe. Right. Uh, if you miss, you almost always lose, though. Guaranteed lose. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so, does your character have facial hair? Uh, yes. All right. Yep. So, uh, if only the listeners could poll and let me know what they think. So, it's Tom, Joe, Herman, and Robert is who I have to choose from. Two big noses, two small noses, two with glasses. Uh, I could do eye color, two brown, two blue. Yeah, see, all of them are all 50-50s. Um, all right, I'm going to 50-50 it and then hope that you miss your shot, and I'm going to take my 50-50 shot. So, does your character have glasses? My character does not have glasses. Oh, okay. I was going to guess one of the two that you... Oh, that's so interesting. I was going to guess Herman or Robert if I was going to take my shot. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh boy. All right. How are you feeling? All right. Uh, Ooh, you, know, you know what I'm out to do. Should we rank this and then save the epic conclusion for our finale? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's do that. Ooh. All right. So here's the list as it stands while we also uh, subconsciously ponder... Uh, how we're going to uh, end this uh, game of uh, guess who here. So, um, so far as it stands, Catan, number one, best board game all, of all time. Risk, uh, number two, just uh, barely sliding under. Kerplunk, uh, sliding in at number three. Monopoly, uh, number four. And uh, last week's edition, Trivial Pursuit, uh, easing in at number five. And now we got to figure out where does guess who belong? Um, do we want to start at the top and see how far it goes uh, south, or do we want to start down and see how far it can climb? Uh, have you done? I uh, I was under the impression that you're always always starting on the bottom, but we could also start on the top. If, uh, yeah, if I, I think um, it's probably I kind of want to gauge I think our starting point based on how we're both like feeling about it, right? So like, if we're both like this game is trash, then maybe we start at the top and we just like so we have more games we can potentially compare it to because like. Mm -hmm. You know, the last thing we want to do is be like, ooh, we could have this like really interesting discussion at game three, but it never makes it past game five because it's so bad, so we never get to have that chat. Yeah. Um, this one, I'm honestly... Uh, the jury's still out for me, honestly. Um, it's still really fun. It's not really that replayable for me anymore. Like, playing this with you now is great and, like, good fun, but do I want to turn around again and play it, like, another time? Like, another yeah, day or whatever? Probably uh, not. Probably not, right. Like, it's like a nice little blast from the past like oh yeah this game that was cool and then you know you you have your moment and then you kind of put it back away for a couple of years and maybe pull it back out again or you show someone who hasn't ever seen it before hey there's this game you haven't seen before let's try it like it's kind of fun for that but it's definitely not one that i'm like you know looking itching to pull out and uh, show people so yeah maybe um... we start at the bottom then because i don't i mean i don't think just to kind of shot shoot a uh, shot in the dark here i don't think there's any way it gets into one two like it's no, gonna be below risk 100 percent, right yeah. so um so so i'll i'll say this again i don't really judge games based on what they are in a vacuum but rather what they're trying to do whether they're successful at that right uh, playing the game in the context that i think it should be played so mm -hmm. this is not the type of game you pull out for a board game night over beers with your friends Unless no. you're playing one of these really funny variations that we recently heard about, right. um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and plug uh, plug our our good friend uh, Slug uh, mm -hmm. who turned us onto this uh, via Space Cats Peace Turtles, great pod, very entertaining. Yep. Um, they have Imperium is their focus. If yes, you're interested, they're, they're yeah, definitely check them out. Primarily uh, primarily TI, but they also talk about other other board games like Root, and they actually several months ago did. Uh, their top 10, uh, a couple of the hosts' top 10 favorite board games or top 10 best board games. And they mm -hmm. brought up subjective guess who, which is yeah. <laughs> hilarious. It's um, so good. <laughs> although, so to give you a quick rundown, subjective guess who, uh, regular guess who, you ask objective questions. 
Um, mm-hmm. Does the person is the person wearing a hat? Is the person a blonde? Right. Uh, s- subjective guess who is the opposite. You're not allowed to ask anything based on their appearance, mm-hmm. just what they look like to you. Right. So does, for example, <laughs> does this character look like they have three cats at home? <laughs> oh yeah and then the answer is gonna yield i mean there's i don't know that there's any way that you can even complete a game like that right yeah so this <laughs> at this point this, this that version of this game would be a riot at yes. that over 30 board game night um yes. because it stops being about the game and more about your partner you have mm-hmm. to be on the same page uh thinking wise or else you won't get anything um this could also go disastrously like i don't even know if this is a good idea (laughs) no it sounds like an amazing idea yeah i could see this being really well as like doubles right like you could have like you and i could be on a team i could be on one side you could be on the opposing side and then like you know who the character is and i'm fielding you questions and like if i know you well enough and i can ask something like that like does this person seem like they have three cats at home and then yeah. you knowing what I know, you know what I mean? Like I could see that being a really interesting dynamic as a partners. <laughs> yeah. The, like also the more I th- I've thought about this, the more this can just get disastrous. Like you better be playing with people who are like friendly and, yeah. <laughs> and not like best case scenario. It's super fun. Uh, worst case scenario. It gets really weird when people ask really weird questions. Oh, so yeah. there are ways to make, to bring this full circle. There are ways to make this game fun for adults uh probably playing variations like that but it's not really designed for adults it's designed for kids six plus does it do a good job at what it is trying to do going back to our explain this game in a few words it is a hidden information uh deduction uh (laughs) again i forgot oh yeah that third word um (laughs) hidden information deduction you didn't say social that was mine yeah you said well, social. what was the other uh, one you said I don't problem solving uh, oh yes yeah that's yeah what it was. problem solving uh and probably a few other words in there that describe this um yep. does it do that well yeah it does yeah, it's, it's compact it it's quick uh it's mm-hmm. easy to learn how to play um mm-hmm. there's cartoon pictures of people um, yep. it, it started the emoji trend of the 20th century 21st century i should absolutely. say right like i mean yeah so like it, that's got to be something Go go ahead and look for yourself. Pull up the original, uh, pull up the original guess who board, and tell me how many of those people look like emojis right now. Every single one. <laughs> yes, do it. Uh, don't comment on it though. Just do it right now. Yeah, um, yeah just do it. Yeah. <laughs> so so in that context, yeah, I like this game. This is a good game. Does it do its job mm-hmm. as a board game mechanically? Yeah, it does. Better mm-hmm. better than Trivial Pursuit does. Um, yep. Definitely better than Trivial Pursuit. And that's what I was going to start with because I, I, I wanted to kind of see how many games it could pass because I'm with you on this one. Like mechanically, it succeeds in terms of the social dynamic and like the interactions between people that it can create. Trivial Pursuit, I think, depending on the group, has a leg up because the discussion with like trivia and facts and stuff can be very fun and very interesting. And it can be a cool way to sort of like just sort of stretch your brain into ways that you might not normally on a given day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you can also just go to trivia, right? And I guess like guess who you can do something similar, but this also strikes that nostalgic nerve for me in a way that Trivial Pursuit does not. And it has all those other things like you just mentioned. Yeah. So I think it's definitely going to pass Trivial Pursuit for me, at least. Um, the interesting part of this is going to be where to put it basically between Monopoly and Kerplunk. Um Mechanically, I, say, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm still I would pondering. say m- mechanically, Kerplunk's really simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like just, this one. <laughs> yeah, you just you just do it, and yep. and things happen. Like this is maybe a touch more complex. Maybe mm-hmm. um, it if, adds more agency, that's for sure, and yes, more ways to interact does. with the with the game, which by by design to me seems more intriguing. Yeah. Which I mean, that's a positive for it. So I would I would slot that if if they're gonna have a lot of the similar characteristics of easy to learn how to play, easy to set up, easy to put away, um, you can teach it to young kids. Uh, mm-hmm. They find it fun. Like the actions, the the mechanical, uh, tactile feel of both of the games is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game is a little bit better than that. There's more going on, so right. I would put it above Kerplunk. 
yeah, more to offer and also just as simple. Uh, yes. And the weight is about the same, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't ha it doesn't have that like kaboosh, uh, like exciting dramatic thing that maybe some kids would find uh, fascinating. And I know me myself, like I would find it interesting to like just play it like maybe once just to remember like oh yeah like these marbles falling under the ground or whatever. Um, but yeah, like in terms of replayability, like if I was going to sit down and play Kerplunk and then turn around and play Guess Who and then say which one do I want to have as my third one. Of those two, I think I'd play Guess Who a second time. Yes. It'd be way more interesting to like try out those new trees and see like how you can sort of uh, manipulate the questions that you ask to get like uh, you know a wider breadth of of uh, people you can knock down or whatever. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, I think I'm very comfortable putting it in right under risk. Um, should we? Uh, <laughs> and maybe this is weird to ask, but should we uh, entertain the idea that it goes above risk at all? Um, mm, they're so very different, and maybe yeah. we should just because it'd be funny. But yeah, yeah. Um, what's what's your uh, what's your sales pitch on having it above mm, above so, risk? So, so if I was gonna, so I think I would uh put this game above risk if uh, so if we're doing the like, would I play this game right now? Argument of these six. I think the first one I would pull is Kerplunk because of the nostalgia of it and the speed of it. And like, it's kind of silly. The second one, uh, oh, I, let me, let me back up. It would be a tie, I think between guess who and Kerplunk as like the first one. Cause it's quick, it's snappy. It has a lot to offer. Uh, and that means in some ways, like if you're looking at this, you know, objectively, like what game am I going to play more? And maybe that has more weight than something that's just worth having or exists or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would put it above risk because I wouldn't play risk as, as uh, quickly as I would play that. But risk was way more important to me growing up and sort of like who I am now as a like board game person uh, for whatever that means. Like risk means a lot more to me as I've developed as a into an adult than any of the other games on this list do at this moment. So for me, because of that history that I have with risk, I don't know, because Guess Who also I played the hell at. Like, I played the hell out of Guess Who growing up. So, I don't know. I feel like Risk was the first time that I was like, oh, board games can do this? Like, wait, what? Like, I kind of, like, blew my mind a little bit. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, this is so different than what I'm used to. Like, Trouble and Sorry and Guess Who and Monopoly and these sort of, like, RNG-dependent type things. And this was like, oh, there is something different that can be... Uh, offered by a thing like a board game. Uh, and I don't know, Catan's that way also, just different people have different, uh, I guess, connections to those two games. Um, so yeah, I would put it above, I think, because of its simplicity, because of its depth, despite its simplicity, its ease. Um, you can introduce it to a lot of people very quickly and very easily and then move on to something different. But uh, I don't know. The history of it is tough. I'm, yeah, it's tough to say. Yeah, I think I'm at. I think I'm at a solid three, but I'm interested to see how if you would put it up or how you would do it. Yeah, those are pretty interesting points. Uh, I would I would say that your first point there about what would you pull out to play right now out of these six uh, mm -hmm. rings true for me too. Um, I would probably play Kerplunk or this first mm -hmm. if I was going to pull out a game and just play something quick. Right. Uh, play the quick game first and play the more complicated game after. second. Right. <laughs> uh, just in case you, that that more complicated game stretches way into the night, uh, mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. is uh, want to happen. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know when you said risk was very important to you as your development as a board gamer. I don't mm -hmm. know what that game is for me because it's not risk. I played risk a few uh, times, but mm -hmm. it wasn't something that was a staple. Uh, right. I've also played Catan a few times after I was already like way an adult. Mm -hmm. um, that was also not a staple. And I'm actually struggling to figure out what the first board game, like complicated modern board game that I played was. Right. If, yeah, I, if I did have that game in mind, and I'm going to have to think about this a little bit more, mm -hmm. I would probably pick that game over this game. So I think I agree with you. I think, ah, I think, okay. I think the game that introduces you to modern board gaming is more important than guess who yeah i think that's unless it's guess who which would be i, I wouldn't believe you yeah <laughs> if that oh. was the case so uh 
so there, there's it wouldn't be necessarily this, but if I was to describe this type of game um, using those three things I just said, uh, hidden information, mm -hmm. deduction, and problem solving, mm -hmm. um, there are games that are on the second level of this uh, that could fulfill that that game that opened them up to board games uh, for some people. So right. what is the, the logical successor to a game like this? I would argue hidden information and then social deduction instead of uh, regular deduction. Right. So we've got a lot of those like Avalon or Coup or mm -hmm. um, The Resistance, uh, those, those style games that are mm -hmm. relatively quick. You can play them uh, with groups of people instead of just two people. Um, and that are more complicated. Uh, I know uh, this game is six and up, but uh, I know Coup, that game is actually very, very low on age two. Let mm -hmm. me look this up. What is Coup? It's 10. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Um, so, yeah, you could play Coup. You could, teach, you could teach a 10 year old how to play Coup. They probably would not do very well, but mm -hmm. they're capable of playing it probably, and they could probably learn. Uh, more about things than this game, maybe. Although it might be more difficult. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think I think third then feels good. Yeah, because if so, like if Risk was your game that brought you to the sort of modern board game thing that we've been alluding to and talking about throughout this show so far, and yeah. I was thinking about all right, well, like let's say mine wasn't Risk and yours was, and I was in your shoes. Yeah, like is something that's. I don't want to say as trivial as Guess Who because that's not perhaps the right word for it, but something like Guess Who doesn't feel like it deserves to go ahead. Someone's like, like, uh, mind changing or mind warping board game experience game, yeah. no matter what that is, right? Like that, that to me, yeah, seems more important. I think you're right. Yeah, it is perhaps like, like if Catan was second, <laughs> this, is gonna make, <laughs> this is gonna make some Catan heads uh, mad, probably. If Catan was second and Risk was first, I think I would put Guess Who over Catan because Mike. I know we talked about Catan uh, a couple weeks ago, and my experience with it compared to these two, not anywhere close to as uh, like pleasant memory wise. Like I recognize Catan as an amazing game, but like for my own personal edification, I would want to have Guess Who be above it just because it's yeah. funny, and also because like I would rather play Guess Who than Catan just because of my own personal history with it. Yeah, um, but mine yeah, mine too. Uh, I'm in total <laughs> agreement with you on that one. Classic. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. So I think yeah, um, sliding in at number three. Yeah. Look at it go. Look at it climb. So we have a new gatekeeper. Uh, guess who hitting the third spot? Fascinating. All right. So um, the audience has waited patiently for Decoy's fifty-fifty shot here. Yeah. Uh, to is, determine uh, whether or not it's let's see who do you have left? Uh, Alex have and Philip. Alex and. Or was it Alex and someone else? It's Tom? Alex and Max. Alex and Max. Got it. Okay. I couldn't remember who your other person was, which All may right. have just given it away. Yeah, I know. Like, are you, <laughs> Damn it. Are you trying to next level me? Are you trying to bait me into guessing Alex when you knew the whole time it was Max? This Ooh. is the most difficult question I have been asked all day. I can't um, wait to see how you take my bluff. Yep. Um, so, so we're gonna we're gonna take the bluff. If you bluff me, uh, you got me. So, well, I still have to get my fifty-fifty shot. So yeah, we'll see so, if it so works. I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give it to you. Um, is your character Alex? It is not. <laughs> ah, you got me. Rip. I was gonna guess Max too. Were you really? Oh yeah, no. Yeah, and then you got me. Uh, oh, see, I was trying to figure level. out who. So who else was was who did you eliminate last time? Did you eliminate Anne? I eliminated. And... Or did you eliminate Tom? I forgot. Because I was going to say Alex and Ann, but then I was like, I got to make sure I pick somebody who he won't. Because <laughs> I didn't want to pick the my guy as the other one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man. <laughs> did I? Like, um... I don't even remember now. We can yeah. we can roll back the tape. Um, but yeah, so so I have to get it right now or you get Max. So, all right. Um, I got between Herman and Robert. I've been looking at Herman this entire time. and He does make a silly little derpy face. So I'm going to guess Herman. You are not correct. Oh, no. The bluff didn't pay off. Oh. Stinking Robert, man, with those bushy little, like, what are those called? Those rosy cheeks. Yeah. Derpy face. He's also making a derpy face. Yes. <laughs> a lot of these characters are, are making, making that derpy faces. I feel like if Robert was an emoji, it would be the emoji where the hand is on the palm and the, the head is face down. Uh, yeah. Like the palm is on your forehead, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like 
if he if he had a hand added to his, he would be just like dope with his face into his hand. <laughs> I, I was so scared the whole time. You're gonna guess when you said rosy cheeks, I was like, oh no. Like I didn't uh... I looked at this and I was like, you know what? Rosy cheeks are actually a thing that I didn't didn't see on this board. Yeah, there's only is that three? Uh, or four, Aunt Anita. So Anita, Bill, Robert, Susan. Yeah. Oh, and Philip. Okay, there's five actually. Yeah. So most of these yeah. are five or six. Five or six. Uh, yeah. See, the facial hair one's good because facial hair is Alex, Alfred, Bill. That's three. Charles is four. David five. Uh, Max six. Philip seven. Richard eight. So that's yeah, that's a lot. That's pretty good. That's yeah. That that's probably <laughs> the uh, if you're not going for the fifty fifty, then that's probably that's a good first one. The good first one. Yeah. Yeah. But this also is this also plays into do you base your selection? Is it random? Yeah, when you um yeah, when you draw like when you start the game, you draw one of the like twenty four character cards and you slide it in your like little this is who I got. So it's random, sadly. Hmm. So I would love to be able to choose like like we did, because then you can be like, I'll pick someone that's unlikely guessable or whatever. I can try and like double switch people. Yeah, I think that might be like a little a little rule change if you're playing with hardcore people, mm-hmm. because even if you, th- there can be some strategy elements to picking the character that is not going to be guessed right away based on what you think your opponent is going to guess first. Oh yeah, exactly. So that that could be a thing, but and if you play more than once, like I picked Max this time, so if we play the second time, I could pick Max again. Yes, and there's and then, no and way. That- there's no right, way like, you, you get max a second like you, you do that twice right right the randomness of that would not work but yeah if i just like all right i'm gonna double him and just pick max and then he'll he won't guess facial hair probably he won't guess black hair and then like i'll kind of have like a safety net you know yeah oh yeah all right final final guess for the win um are you max <laughs> uh sadly yes max the big nosed mustachioed max <laughs> fantastic should have well gone done. with my should have gone with my first my first inclination yeah, just See? guess Max. I was so now, glad. now you've given it away. Now I know you're <laughs> tricky. For every every game from here forward. Oh I'm no, I've ruined it. You say my social capital has been wasted. No, yep. and it was wasted on guess who. I'm- Thanks for listening to the show. Getting Gamey is produced by me, Mark Overstreet. Music by Pixabay.com. Music